Welcome to the PA is in the show created by PAs for PAs, where codependency with your supervising physician is a thing of the past. Optimal team practice is the future and physician associate has taken the place of physician assistant as the professional title of choice. We are redefining what success as a PA looks like and what it feels like. Here you'll find the tangible, practical tips that I use to escape healthcare burnout, the exact mindset shifts, money habits, systems, and processes that I use to become a unicorn PA. With a job that I love, abundant energy, time to spare, and work optional financial freedom. I'm sharing everything that has helped me to navigate over a decade of PA life with you so that you can live long and prosper. I'm your host, Tracy Bingaman, and this PA is in. The annual U.S. News and World Report Best Jobs Ranking released early in January, and it confirmed once again that the PA profession is growing by leaps and bounds, and physician assistants, aka physician associates, ranked number two in the healthcare job category. How the U.S. News and World Rankings work. So maybe you're thinking, what the heck do they analyze to get this score anyway? Jobs are scored using seven component measures. 10-year growth volume, 10-year growth percentage, median salary, employment rate, future job prospects, stress level, and work-life balance. There is a link in the show notes for further details on exactly how the rankings were calculated. So this is how we did as a profession. Physician assistants had an overall score of 8.3 out of 10. PAs ranked number two on the best healthcare job list. Top on the 100 best jobs list, PAs ranked number four. And we also landed at that same number four spot on the best STEM job list as well. This makes six years in a row that PAs ranked in the top five across all occupations. It's important to note that in anticipation of this potential economic downturn, recession, depression, depending on who you listen to when it comes to economics, what we are expecting in the coming years as a PA profession. PAs was named one of the top 20 careers with the most job security, securing the number four slot on that list as well. So what does the Bureau of Labor Statistics have to say? The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics has what's called an Occupational Outlook Handbook. This data and projections are actually used to inform the U.S. News and World Report rankings. The BLS projects that the PA profession will experience nearly 28% increase in employment between the years of 2021 and 2031. That means in the next 10 years, a nearly 30% increase is what you can expect to see in the number of PAs practicing medicine in the U.S. To give you some idea of how this compares to other um, jobs and professions in the healthcare sector, RN growth is predicted to be 6% in the coming years. Physician and surgeon growth is predicted to be about 3%. Now, the Bureau of Labor Statistics statistics the Bureau of Labor Statistics Statistics, the BLS stats also include current employment in the U.S. They have a documented 139,100 employed PAs in the U.S., and they are predicting expected growth of an additional 38,400 PAs joining our ranks in the coming 10 years. 
Certainly, there is some variability in the data as the AAPA cites over 159,000 PAs currently practicing in the U.S. I'm inclined to believe the AAPA data because unlike the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they care only about PA data and I think they're tracking a little bit more accurately. However, regardless of which data you believe, now is our time to grow up in our profession, to start to self-regulate, to further establish ourselves as valuable members of the healthcare team, and to set ourselves apart as highly trained practitioners providing incredible quality care to patients. PAs, interestingly, received the highest score provided for any healthcare profession when it comes to work-life balance. If you've listened to me for a while, you know that I think work-life balance is a misnomer and I prefer to call it work-life integration. I prefer to think about a life in which I work some of the time, a life that I love, a life where I can prioritize what's most important to me and work isn't the number one thing, where my own health, wellness, happiness, joy, hope, and fulfillment are more important where my family and my life matters more than my work, where my work is this important part of my life, but it's a relatively small piece and not the largest, single most important thing. I think that this fact that the PA profession ranked so highly when it comes to work-life balance can leave a lot of PAs practicing clinically right now, scratching their head. We may have scored high on the objective test by an outside source, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you specifically feel that great about your situation or the balance or lack thereof in your life. So what do we do for balance anyway? If we're going to talk about balance, or as I'd prefer, integration, here's an important reminder. It doesn't matter to you, your health, physical, mental, and spiritual situation, what your profession ranks on the U.S. News and World Report. What matters is how your life feels on a day-to-day basis. You can have all of these trappings of success, the six-figure salary, the high-acuity job, the fulfilling specialty that you love, the position where your collaborating physician respects you and gets you. But if your work is prioritized way above all else in your life, it's incredibly hard to feel balanced in that situation. Here is what you can do about it. Start to make small changes in your microclimate. This is something that I've learned from my dear friend, Meg Letty. If you've ever felt burned out in healthcare and you haven't yet checked out her podcast, it's called Burnout, What I've Learned So Far. You need to add it to your must listen list. Meg taught me that yes, the healthcare system needs to be taken down brick by brick, disassembled and put back together in a way that isn't morally injuring the people providing the care to the patients and in a way that actually prioritizes patient care and not the bottom line. But instead of sitting around waiting for the healthcare rearrangement to happen, here is what you can do. You can build effective, solid boundaries. You can try to change the culture at your workplace or change the microclimate within where you work. You can improve your communication with those at work and at home, and you can set up yourself for success so that you stop taking work home. You can stand up for yourself, your colleagues, and your patients and institute change within your practice or department. 
you can start to make tiny changes that end up with positive influences on your day, which end up positively impacting your week, your month, and your year, which is in fact your entire life. Making these tiny changes is the way to change big things overall and a way to start to feel a lot better about your life in general and about work as well. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is our time as a profession. We are going through this massive change. We've changed our name, we're rebranding our possession our profession and positioning us within the healthcare system to grow and meet the growing needs of our patients. With increasing healthcare demands, PAs who are nearing the end of their career and the combination of this economic climate and the great resignation, there is an expected 12,700 openings for PAs projected each year on average for the next 10 years. Many of those openings are expected to result from a need to replace workers who transfer to different occupations or exit the labor force, such as retire. What this means for you is if you try those things to make a change at your current position in your current practice in your current department and it doesn't work out, it doesn't feel good or it doesn't fit with your life during this season, there will be lots of opportunity to make a change that will positively influence your life. They say all publicity is good publicity and the US News and World Report rankings are just that. It's a tool to increase our profession, share in the marketplace, improve our visibility to the public, create this great positive position, attract great future PAs to join our profession, and remind the healthcare industry of the incredible value that PAs add. We are positioned well to meet the growing needs of the industry, to serve our patients, and to continue to grow as a profession and as individuals within that profession. However, and I think this is a really huge however, these rankings, they don't change your life one single bit. You can see this, you can hear this, and if you're in a season of overwhelm and burnout similar to the one that I've walked through in the past, you're going to be shaking your head at the absolute ridiculous nature of these numbers, particularly the ones about stress level and work-life balance. This ranking, this report, those scores, they don't change your life or your work situation at all. You can listen to this episode, you can read the U.S. News and World Report rankings and think, I don't care. I still feel stuck, overworked, underappreciated and overwhelmed with my position as a PA. I'm still debating leaving my job or even the profession altogether because of the situation that I am in. My friend, your life is too short to stay in a situation that sucks. It's too important to be happy and fulfilled to stay stuck where you are and not make any changes. So if that is you, if you press play on this episode thinking, I quite frankly don't care what PAs ranked on the U.S. World and News Report because my job is not fulfilling, my workplace is toxic, they're asking me to do unreasonable things, there are unsafe amount of patients, my nurses aren't supported, we're understaffed, whatever the situation is, I want to invite you to schedule a free 15-minute call with me. We can debrief about your situation, and you will leave with some specific action items, things that you can change in your life or at work this week to help you feel less burned out 
less stuck, and less disenfranchised by your job and the healthcare system in general. I adore being a PA, so much so that I host a podcast talking about all things PA, and I coach PAs on career choices and navigating these hard times, as well as managing money and learning how to negotiate effectively. This year, I'm on a mission to serve over 200 PAs and to help you get unsuck, earn a paycheck you're proud of, and feel valued at work. I want you to love your job again, or maybe even for the first time. And the next time that the U.S. News and World Report names PAs among the best careers overall, the best healthcare careers, the best STEM careers, I want you to smile and think, you're darn right they did, instead of shaking your head and laughing at just how ridiculous those rankings feel and how they don't reflect your current situation. To learn more about working with me or to book a full one-hour coaching session, you can go to tracybingerman.com or follow the link in the show notes to find a time that works for you. Thank you, as always, for listening to The PA Is In. If this episode has helped you, if the stories we shared and the advice that I gave resonated with you, served you, and helped you to feel less alone or more excited about the future of our profession, Yay! I'm so glad that it's working. The very best way that you can say thank you is to share this episode with a colleague or head to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a written review. Those reviews are a vital to a show this size and sharing it with your friends helps them to feel encouraged about the future of the profession and know that there are resources for them if they are feeling stuck. Thank you for tuning into the show by PAs for PAs, where we help you to design your life so that you can live long and prosper. It's your turn to get inspired, take effective action, and become one of those unicorn PAs who loves their job, has abundant energy, time to spare, and work-optional financial freedom. This PA is out. <laughs>